The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Setting the Record Straight, where various Christian Reconstructionist pastors seek to understand and dissect the issues that are plaguing the church today, from the pulpit to the pew. Hello and welcome to Setting the Record Straight, a podcast of Reconstructionist Radio. My name is Jason Garwood and I serve as the teaching pastor of Cross and Crown Church here in Northern Virginia. I want to talk today, sort of an informal interaction I suppose, with a video that was put out by the Master's Seminary. This video was put out uh, two years ago, um, March 4th, 2016. And I found it on my Facebook news feed. Um, a few people had shared it, and um, the video title says, Is the Church Called to Transform Society? And so I watched the, uh, the little video with some, uh, some animation. It's kind of a nice little video, I suppose. Uh, but the content of the video, however, was uh, disturbing. And what I thought I would do is just try to make our way through that video together um, and maybe pick out some stuff uh, and really demonstrate the Master Seminary's master plan for irrelevancy. That's what I've called this podcast. And of course, um, probably the listeners of this podcast will already see the problems with it. Uh, This is a very dualistic, truncated version of the gospel Um, Even asking the question, coming from uh, a dispensationalist perspective, clearly they're poo-pooing the idea. Uh, You know, are we supposed to transform culture? Well, let us demonstrate why we're not. And so they did that with the video, as you might expect. But I thought I'd just interact with it. And so I'm going to go ahead and play some of that video for you. And I will stop here and there whenever I feel the need Uh, to interact with its content. So probably will be a shorter podcast this week, which is okay, Um, but you'll see uh, some of the problems here. Let's go ahead and play that clip. Evangelism is the mission of the church. Well, we're going to have to stop it already. Um, (laughs) Right away, uh, the statement is made that evangelism is the mission of the church. Now, what Bible verse says that? What Bible verse says that the mission of the church is evangelism? Now, I'm I'm assuming that what evangelism, what they're saying is evangelism, is preaching the gospel. But I'm also going to, probably the rest of the video will justify what I'm thinking right now, but probably what they're getting at is, is we just need to preach the gospel, and that's behind the pulpits. Um, I, maybe the creators of this video would be on board with street preaching and so on, um, and maybe not, I guess, depending on some of the perspectives there. But clearly, already, we have a problem. Is evangelism the mission of the church, or is the mission of the church something bigger? That's the issue here already from the get-go, and you'll see it as the video goes. Um, clearly, they have their presuppositions right on the table. 
Um, and the rest of the video, like I said, will demonstrate that. Evangelism is the mission of the church, not in the Bible. The mission of the church is the discipling of the nations. That is what Matthew 28 explicitly teaches. Now, you will have some dispensationalists who will argue that that commission was for the disciples. That's not our commission. Um, most, as well, as far as I know, John MacArthur does not teach this. Some older, maybe the first round of the uh, dispensationalists taught this, uh, but that's not really what a lot of them today would say. Uh, the Great Commission is the discipling of the nations. Matthew chapter 28 is abundantly clear that our job is to disciple nations, and Jesus was not unclear on what that looks like. He even says, listen, I have all authority in heaven and on earth, right? Uh, go make disciples, and how do you do that? Well, you baptize them, right? They need Trinitarian baptism. And not only that, he explains what it looks like. It looks like nations obeying God, teaching them to observe all that Christ has commanded. So, in a manner of speaking, the mission of the church is to get nations to obey the law of God. That's the, that's the mission. Um, when you start your video with an explanation that the church's job is simply evangelism, to just preach the gospel, you have essentially um, embraced this Neoplatonic dualistic view that um, the, the spiritualness of the church, our, our job isn't to try and be involved in material things. Our job is to simply proclaim the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Should we proclaim the gospel? Yes. Should we do evangelism? Absolutely. Some of us from Cross and Crown were at George Mason University uh, just a few days ago. That's what we were doing. We were pointing out the problems of, of child sacrifice, pointing out the abortion holocaust, trying to get people to, to see this, all the while through the vehicle of proclaiming the, the gospel of God. And we proclaim the law of God, too. Um, but that's maybe for a, a different discussion. So already at the beginning of this video, we have a problem. Evangelism is not the mission of the church. The mission of the church is the discipling of the nations, teaching them how to obey Christ. So we'll we'll kind of we'll go uh, let's let's go ahead and try to get further into the video. Evangelism is the mission of the church. So is the church called to transform society? The short answer is no. The New Testament commands us to eliminate poverty within the church. Well, at the risk of pointing out the obvious, this video is an absolute train wreck. So already, yes, we've covered the fact that evangelism is not the mission of the church. It's something the church does, but the mission is discipling the nations, teaching them to obey God's law word. And incidentally, part of teaching a nation how to obey Christ is teaching them how to um, function economically, for example. I find it incredibly interesting that the video already goes to the issue of poverty. Are we supposed to transform culture? Short answer, they said, no. So th they're just letting you know right away. We're supposed to do preach the gospel. We're not supposed to transform culture. But are they right on this? They're not. Transformation of culture Let's, uh, let's think about that idea for, for a moment. Henry Van Til said that culture is religion externalized, right? Your religious presuppositions are put on display in a culture. So 
Our culture wants to murder children. Our culture wants to embrace nihilism, uh, communism, and every other ism at odds with God. So we have a culture that's throwing its religious presuppositions at us. And all right, are we supposed to deal with those things? That's the issue here. Um, culture is simply that religious conviction that has come to, to fruition. So how we do business, how we do education, how we do politics and, and economics and everything um, in between. So are we supposed to change how people think about those things? Well, yeah, we are. We are supposed to take the crown rights of King Jesus into every area of life. And it just so happens that every area of life covers every area of life. We mean what we say when we say it needs to do, cover everything. So we need to demonstrate why the, the uh, for example, we need to abolish government schools. Why? Because it's theft. It's built on theft. It's built on um, teaching, trying to pursue knowledge apart from Christ, which you cannot do. It's futility. Um, it's, it's the whole system is just a mess. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so we, have a, uh, we have to be able to teach people that. Now, the Master Seminary has no interest in that. Dr. John MacArthur does not stand up and decry um, the, the uh, public school system. Um, why? Well, he has a dualistic gospel. He thinks that the, the common kingdom of man that's ruled by natural law, whereas the church and all her spiritual activities is the only thing that ultimately matters. So that's why this is a master plan for irrelevancy. When you try to do theology in a vacuum, it makes it very, very obvious. And this is, of course, the product of their dispensationalism, their product of a rejection of biblical law and its applicability today, um, and a whole host of other issues. So already, do we, do, we, do we have to, are we supposed to transform culture? Nope, they just tell you right away in the video, nope, that's not what we're supposed to do, so don't do it. So don't even think about trying to um, interpose for the preborn and actually use uh, tactics like the doctrine of lesser magistrates and so on and so forth. Don't, don't get involved in those things. Don't get involved in education, uh, which is interesting coming from a seminary. And so now, now we're cranking out pastors who are teaching people this dualistic, from, straight from Plato's textbook, right? This view of the gospel, this view of the world, where we're down here in this material world, we need to go upwards to this spiritual, you know, uh, the spiritual atmosphere. And so we just try to get, we just got to, we got to deal with people and, and here down here on earth in the material world, and we need to get them back to heaven. We need to get them there. That's that's the goal. That's the mission of the church. That's what that's what they're teaching right now. What the Master's Seminary intends to do is teach people how to be absolutely irrelevant. Is the church called to transform society? They say no. I say absolutely. Our task is to bring all of creation under the authority of Christ. It's already his anyway. The nations belong to Jesus in principle. He has them. He bought them with his blood. So now we get to go and announce that. And, and when people turn from their sin and embrace this gospel through the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, right? That's, that's the gospel we preach. What happens to society? It is transformed. So it's simply, uh, at best, it's just this um, obfuscation. I, I, that's all it is. It's this, this sort of um, esoteric dispensational dualism, we'll call it. 
Yes, we are supposed to transform society. And then they go on to give an example. The church is called to eliminate poverty in the church. Now, if that's not a dualistic thing, I don't know what else is. Yes, we should be caring for our brothers and sisters. Galatians 6 says we should take care of especially those of the household of faith. No one's really arguing that. But if we have a comprehensive worldview, which we do, that is centered on justice and righteousness, um, and it's carried through the gospel message, of course, we do. We should want poverty to be eliminated. We should want to clothe and feed our, 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 you know, our neighbor. That's the whole point of the Good Samaritan parable. But because the, the, the presuppositions are, because of the, the dualistic presuppositions that folks like the dispensationalists at the Master Seminary have, because of that, they have to sort of draw these artificial lines in the sands and say, no, what matters is the spirituality thing. Nothing else matters. Um, so let's go ahead and keep, keep listening. Now, the church is not scripturally called to minister to the poor and eliminate poverty. Um, yes, it is. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. However, as we look at what is wise with our time and money, we as individuals can help our neighbors. But again, it's only after first meeting our obligations to the church. Okay, now, the, <laughs> wow, there's, there's so much confusion here that they are perpetuating. It's just absolutely astounding. It's astounding to me. So yeah, as individuals, now we're going get to in, get into this in a minute more, but there's a problem with their understanding of the church, go figure. They're, they're saying if we as individuals you know, have time and money, yeah, absolutely do those things. But notice the hook here, only after you've met your obligation to the church. So hold tight on that, because then they're going to kind of pull this out some more. The, um, <laughs> I, wow. Christians are called to care for our family, the church, and then our neighbors. Just take a quick note that he just put those in order. We're supposed to take care of our family, the church, and then, notice the word then, then our neighbor. So if your neighbor needs something and you have not tithed, don't you bother. Now, on the video, you obviously you can't see this, this being an audio podcast. On the video, they had a logo there when they were doing the checklist of family, then the church. Interestingly enough, they chose a church building for that. So clearly they are communicating something. The church has been given a mission that is unique in the history of the world. That's evangelism, to go into all the world and make disciples by preaching the gospel. Duh. That, right. <laughs> That's Matthew 28. But what is discipleship? Clearly they left that undefined. And judging by the other presuppositions that are just all over the place in this video, uh, they don't mean what I had mentioned earlier. When we do things for the community without the gospel, we are meeting needs, but not addressing sin. Our job is not to eliminate hunger and poverty. And while we are commanded in scripture as individuals to show compassion, 
we have to understand that the mission of the church is preaching the gospel. Now, I want to kind of finish this podcast out um, on a few different notes, but one of them especially in that last part of the video our job, you heard it, our job is not to eliminate hunger and poverty. Uh, clearly, that's just not of concern. That's not of concern. Um, clearly, you know, James must have been out of his mind when he talked about the whole widow orphan thing. Uh, clearly, Jesus was out of his mind when he told the parable of the Samaritan. Uh, like, what, what are we doing here? Are we in our ivory towers, pontificating about abstract truncations, and we just have lost grip on the full-orbed nature of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, obviously, that's, that's the big issue. And a lot of it stems from their ecclesiology. You heard it there in the video. And I'll go ahead and just play that part one more time here. And while we are commanded in Scripture as individuals to show compassion, we have to understand that the mission of the church is preaching the gospel. One of the biggest problems that I see is with regard to the philosophical conundrum of the one and the many. I do recommend Rushdoony's book on that. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is very, very good. Whenever you... Uh, substitute the church, the local church, uh, whenever you make the local church the uh, sort of center, the collectivist center of everything, you have officially committed that, that fallacious reasoning. You, you have um, moved yourself away from the Trinitarian understanding of the one and the many, and you have reduced the bride of Christ in the universal you know, transcendent of space and time thing. You've removed it from that to your local church. He said, in individuals, yes, we are. We should do that. We we are commanded, right? We are commanded to do works of mercy and compassion. But the church, on the other hand, now what is the church? We have now this collectivist tyranny. <laughs> That's what it essentially becomes. Is not the church made up of individuals? So how can you say, on the one hand, yeah, we're called, we're commanded, he even said in the video, we are, we are commanded as individuals. He just said the whole this whole time, we're not called to end poverty, we're not called to end hunger. Now, individually, though, we're commanded to show compassion. But the church, so all of a sudden, you have created uh, a conundrum. You have put... Um, you have put uh, the individual sort of um, the many aspect, and you pitted it against the collectivist one, and so now they're at odds. You are now no better than the you know the the false dialectics of Hegel and you know everybody else. Any non-biblical thought is inherently dialectical. That's Van Til. So you if you don't have biblical truth rooted in the Trinity, you don't have an answer to the philosophical problem of the one and the many. That's the error of Marxism, communism, and everything else. But when what we do, though, when we talk like this, we, we adopt those errors. Individuals are called, he says, to, to basically works of compassion. He, he's already decried and, 
and said, no, 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 we're not supposed to do, we're not supposed to be involved in transforming society. We're not supposed to be involved in feeding people, ending poverty, and so on. Oh, well, individually, yeah, we're supposed to do, we're commanded to do works of compassion, but that's not the mission of the church. So there's just, at best, this is so confusing. They're just confusing. There's category error after category error. Um, they're just, there's so much confusion on it that that any average Christian who who has a brain in his head can look at this and say, yeah, th- this is, I, I feel like maybe he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth, right? Both sides of his mouth, or one's talking, the other one's talking. And that's the problem when you have a truncated gospel. You, when, you, when you make the church a collectivist tyrant, and that's what you do when you throw individuals over there, and you, that's what you do when you put the needs of our neighbor ahead, or behind, I should say, of the needs of the church with the church building logo. I'm not sure exactly what they're saying there. I think I know, but when you do that, you've just made a train wreck of the whole thing. The gospel of the kingdom is the goal of the church. The goal of the church is not the church. And yeah, we should be taking care of, I mean, that's one thing we love at Cross and Crown here. We, we have amazing fellowship. If somebody has a need, usually it's met. Like we're, we're trying to create a countercultural social order where people don't have to depend on the government. They don't have to depend on the state. They don't have to depend on welfare because people are going to help them. Um, they can pull their kids out of the humanistic <laughs> indoctrination center because, well, th- th- we have a co-op and it's relatively inexpensive and we can help, you know, as a community, as individuals together, we, you know, we can, we can do these things. Um, but there's just so much confusion in the video. There is the issue of collectivism uh, in, the, in the church. Um, we're not supposed to transform society. We're supposed to preach the gospel. But it is, you know, as individuals, though, see, it's just muddied up. And ultimately, this is the type of garbage that is spewing from our pulpits right now. The type of garbage that says, I can't speak out against the abortion holocaust. I can't say anything behind the pulpit. I sure, I surely can't be seen on the street, you know, I'm advocating for my preborn neighbors, right? I mean, this is what the master's seminaries, master plan of irrelevancy is all about. They are making Christianity utterly irrelevant because they still think that as long as we can try to invite one or two people, we're trying to you know snatch people from the 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 <clears throat> the ship's going down, baby. That's what John MacArthur said. This Titanic is going down. This culture is going down, and so we just got to try to snatch a few souls, and, and that's our job. That's it. And this is the type of stuff that's perpetuated <clears throat> in, our, in our churches. That's why we continue to murder children uh, every single day. That's why um, you can go to a university and run into, you know, throw a rock and you'll hit a nihilist, right? That, that, that's what we have right now. And this type of thinking is what's given us utter irrelevancy to the world around us. The world is begging for um, an understanding of justice. How, how should we govern ourselves? Because right now we have Obergefell, and um, we have Roe, 
and we have unjust law after unjust law. We have a prison system that needs to be abolished. We have so much garbage, and the church is just sitting around on our hands, inner pews, being irrelevant. And the reason is because of this type of thinking. The Master's Seminary should take this video down and repent for perpetuating, at best, a confused understanding of the gospel a confused understanding of the mission of the church. To pit those things against each other, take care of your family, then take care of the church, right? Make sure you have your tithe in before you go and help that single mom with her bills. This is, it's just, it's a disaster. And lest I say something I may regret later, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all for listening to Setting the Record Straight here. Again, my name is Jason Garwood. You can uh, find us online, crosscrownchurch.com. Appreciate uh, appreciate you going to reconstructionistradio.com. You can give financially to that ministry. A lot of neat stuff uh, is in the works. We're looking at a mobile app right now and getting that underway. So lots of cool things happening. But again, thanks for listening. I I trust you're encouraged. Maybe you had a chuckle or two. Um, and hopefully all of it was done for the glory of God. So uh, until next time. Thank you for listening to Setting the Record Straight. Join us on Facebook at the Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to listen to all of our podcasts and to download our free audiobooks. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.